So we say that when we are in a given contingent context, it is very easy to forget about and perhaps purposely neglect or never mind in the first place any real substance of life, such as, for example, excuse me, our own existence or death. What does that mean? So we would say that um, if we take a look at uh, the rest of life, animals, insects, each and every form of life, at least normally, normatively in most cases, is doing its thing and it's doing the only thing it can ever do or will ever do or could conceivably ever do. It's fully minding its own context. For example, I'm a bear. I strictly do what bears do and that's it. I have a bear context and there's nothing that can change that on a superficial level. If I'm taught tricks at the circus or whatever, I could do some tricks, but that's not changing my bear nature. I remain a bear doing tricks, having tied in certain behaviors uh, and, and reactions and such with my interests, such as food, such as little snacks that I get, or the seals at, at uh, sea places. Uh, I get, toss them little fishies and they'll do tricks because they want the fishies. And if the only way for me to get fishies right now to do tricks, I can do tricks, but I remain a seal. Every animal and insect, we would say, remains itself and does what it does. But we, uh, thanks to our unbelievable, uh, uh, what we can call cognitive, mental, whatever capacities, we can uh, do a lot more. We can live in, in worlds that are very, very diverse and very, very far removed from uh, our initial starting point, which uh, uh, we would say strictly concern the needs of our bodies. We see that everybody is born a, a little baby, knowing just about a couple basic things, hot, cold, uh, uh, food, hungry, uh, and too loud, and such, touch, somebody pick me up, I'm crying, and that's it, right? And yet, uh, to, to be safe, take 18 years, take 20, whatever years later, some number of years down the line, uh, rolling uh, out or setting apart uh, uh, outline, outline cases, outliers, extreme outliers. Everybody has, uh, uh, we all have our own unique sense of self. We have our own context. We own, we have, we do our own thing, right? And, and further, we see that somehow we're really deeply wrapped up into our own scheme, into our own shtick, right? In a way that really is quite remarkable when we think about it. Again, uh, let's say we get a call from uh, a, a, a person that it wants to scam us from our money and has come up with a very complicated scheme and has bought numbers uh, from a directory or from a dealer or whatever and has computer system and records and all these sorts of things. Let's say this this person is is uh, 20 years old, 25 years old, right? Again, 25, 20, 25 years ago, this person was just a little cute baby that had no idea about scamming or money or society or other people or anything at all. And yet, just a couple decades down the line, this person is fully sunk into this given context of theirs. And life is all about me getting mine from you. This is life. This is reality. This is all that there is. Somebody else that's a little negative on a positive note. Somebody at 20 is immersed in school or immersed in, in their job. Same idea, right? So how does that work? So we can um, try to save some time and, and only note kind of one 
potentially salient point here, which is that the world we live in, we live in because of what we can call knowledge by identity. Meaning we see that there's a difference between saying something with our mouth and really living it and experiencing it. So for example, let's say right now I'm totally calm and tranquil, right? I can talk about anger. I can say the word anger. I can say the word infuriated. I can say I am infuriated, but that by itself won't make me infuriated. It could trigger me otherwise or lead to some thoughts that will eventually infuriate me, some kind of memory, some kind of slight, some kind of offense, whatever. But by itself, the words are just words, right? Just like I can be very sad and I can say, I'm very happy. You know, I'm the happiest person on earth. Am I? Again, by the words of power over me, by association, whatever, it can change me, but it would have to do that. The words themselves, no. Totally pointless. I hate you, I can say I love you. I love you, I can say I hate you. Words are one thing. Experience realities are another. My stomach is empty. I'm so full. I'm so content right now, food-wise. No, I'm not, right? So we see that there's something called knowledge by identity, and when we really uh, experience something, we almost become it in a sense. It's not even necessary that I am anger. I become anger to some or another extent. We would have to, again, consider the experience and how to best phrase it. It is what it is, regardless of how we phrase it, but that seems to be a way we could phrase it. If I really genuinely am uh, very happy, I, I, I in happiness become one. I in fear become one. Right? It's not to say that it's not possible to apprehend parts of myself which are other than a given emotion, but that can take some work. Normally, I become, or a way to phrase it would seem to be, that I become a, a given state, I become a given thing. So we would say that in a given sense, it really is possible to become a, a, a given position in life. It really is possible to become a scammer, to use the negative example, or on a positive note, to become a given prof- uh, uh, the, the given career, whatever it is. Knowledge by identity. Just like I can become angry, I can become happy, I can become sad, I can become a given role. I can become a soldier or a statesman or woman or a business person or a teacher, whatever the case might be, at least for some stretches of time, right? So we would say that when I have become something, I then seek to pursue uh, my ends, uh, which ultimately we would we could describe as satisfying myself, as feeling as whole and adequate as I can, based on what I have turned myself into, on what I have become. I'm an angry person right now. I and anger are one. Well, I have to f- satisfy myself as as anger, which is what to destroy, to throw, to try to reestablish power and control. I'm a happy person. I have to try to satisfy myself as happiness itself. Right? What does a ha- happiness do? A happy smile, saying nice things, whatever the case might be. I become um, a, a given, uh, a, I'm a salesperson. I have to satisfy myself and try to become whole and complete as a salesperson, make more money. As a politician, get reelected. As an athlete, win a, a, a competition. As a writer, write, right? Hopefully, best selling books. Whatever the case is, I have to seek self satisfaction based on, again, what I've become, but truly by, with knowledge by identity, to use a, a phrase like that, right? And further, I, we see that I, I become something psychologically. I become something individually. I really become that. I transform whatever it is that I was when I began life. That transforms, as it would seem, into 
a given self, amazingly. It's really incredible when we think about it because we tend to parse things up verbally and say, okay, there's psychology, there's the mind, there's the will, the ego, maybe the superego, if we uh, go down those paths, the, this, that, right? the personality. I also have my character traits, this trait, and my likes and my dislikes and my desires, right? All these different words. But if we think about uh, how we experience things in, in themselves, we say that, or it can be argued that we really are a unity, but a unity that is is free to become different things, uh, right? And a unity that can become happiness or uh, anger, as we said, or it can become neurosis. It can become paranoia. It can become uh, uh, whatever whatever the case might be, given behavioral patterns, given patterns of relating to the world, to others, to ourselves, given understandings. It's unbelievable. And, and uh, sides of this unity can be called intelligence. Sides of it can be called freedom. Sides of it can be called will. Sides of it can be called personality, character, uh, 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 action, whatever the case might be. But this kind of, we're getting theoretical, but practically speaking, uh, we, we would say that we become something. We try to satisfy ourselves in this context. And consequently, we see that we really are so deeply immersed in whatever it is that we've become and in whatever method of self-satisfaction that, that is currently rolling over us that we forget about any kind of possibility for an unconditioned context. And what is an unconditioned context? What is reality no holds barred? We could perhaps describe it as, first of all, the fact of our own existence, which is not synonymous with any of these things that we transform into, and further, real realities of our existence, such as that we live and we die, right? We see in our state of nature, death is, we can't conceive it at all. It has no bearing on us, uh, except maybe sometimes in, in, uh, in neurotically. We can't really uh, conceive of our life ending because think about it, if we really did so much of what we do, it would lose meaning and it would lose all interest, right? If I really processed that I'm going to die for real, right? Then how can I be so immersed in whatever it is that I'm doing that is not strictly connected with the question of my own existence and what is my existence and how can I perfect it? Can I perfect it? Can it attain to any kind of reality that's not strictly fleeting and, 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 and temporal and insubstantial? That would be the only question on my mind constantly. I have a short period of, of time, of experience to, to do something, to think something, to be something. What's going what's gonna to be, right? It's going to end. What, what, what am I, right? What am I going to, what's going to amount of me without any theory, without any hypotheses or predictions, but just again, taking it in the rawest form. If we really were honest, that's probably how we would think. It's not to say that then we wouldn't reason our way back to whatever it is that we're doing, a giving a career, family, friends, society, making money, great. But we would start with a foundation of really considering our own existence and the fact of our death. Well, we see because we're in these contingent contexts, again, my whole, my life is to get reelected for po political office or to make money or to, to satisfy my psychology. And based on what I think I need, I think I need power. I think I need this and that and such, right? Or just a pure animal life. I just need food. I just need to, to move. It's a state of unconsciousness, right? You take a person that uh, it lives a purely physical life, meaning uh, uh, the only question is, when am I going to eat next and where am I going to sleep? It's not as if it's unco it's unconsciousness. You can't if you if you try to push a little bit and say, "Do you exist? 
how do what do you, what are you what do you exist what do you think about death we see that there's no answers it's just a it's a it's a pre-conscious state uh, usually uh, of uh, uh, automatic state where the self-satisfaction is headed at, at, at certain phases of development but i would say it's the same if i'm doing many many things basically everything that i do where i'm not really facing up with my own existence and with my own death and with my own life i'm just i'm in that same state i, I don't really have an answer i can then come up because in in a civilized uh, culture i i know to say you know i'm gonna die i want to leave a legacy yola whatever i know what to say but it's a question of realizing it and experiencing it so that would be the idea. Uh, we, we subsist, we tend to subsist in contingent context and narrow given lanes, which is not a criticism, It's but we can note it. We can, we can kind of come to terms with it and then think about our life in an unconditioned sense. Come to terms with the fact of our own existence, with the fact of our own life itself, all right, with the fact of our own death, and then really confront these kinds of realities best that we can to the best of our limited abilities. And then hopefully we can we can kind of raise our way back and, and, and live, do whatever it is that we do. By no means do we say, okay, now you have to go and, you know, sit there and think about these things. No, we do whatever we do, but in, in uh, as real and as solid uh, and as unconditioned a context as we can. All right, so that's the idea. Thank you for listening.